All right, welcome to a special edition emergency episode of the Triangle Sports Take. Uh, the apocalypse is upon us. Actually, it's just Carolina and Duke are facing each other in the Final Four, but it might be kind of the same thing. I guess we'll have to see. Um, we've only, unless I'm missing something, we've only ever done two emergency episodes before. We did one when COVID uh, canceled the tournament two years ago, and we did one almost a year to the day when Roy Williams unexpectedly retired. And if there's ever a time to do an emergency episode, uh, now would be the time. First ever meeting between Caroline and Duke in the Final Four. I uh, got Mitchell and Cody joining me by phone right now. Um, I'm in studio. So yeah. Anyways, we'll we'll just kind of we're just kind of going to jump in, just talk about it a little bit. Uh, me and Mitchell, especially, going to kind of talk about what our thoughts are going into the game. Obviously, this is a game like we've never seen before. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, it's never happened before. Um, right off the bat, I do want to ask Mitchell. You know, going into the tournament, did you think? this matchup was going to happen and when when did you kind of realize that it was probably going to happen i had absolutely no i did not think that this this matchup would happen at all uh, I, i'm sure you guys remember me saying that i would be surprised if duke made it past the second round of the tournament texas tech um or uh, i guess at the sweet 16 but i i did choose for duke to lose in the sweet 16 in texas tech um and I was very surprised by that, but I guess, uh, like I said, kind of going with it, you never really know how a team's going to change, you know, going into the, the season. So, uh, very surprised, very shook. Honestly surprised that UNC made it too, considering, I mean, I guess they kind of turned their season a little bit. About, what was it, about late January, they started bringing a bunch of wins together, so they kind of were, were under-seeded a little bit, probably, but... I guess kind of really surprised that both teams as far as they have. Yeah, yeah, me too. So going into the tournament, I didn't even like consider this a possibility that they would end up facing each other. Um, once once the first weekend was over, the first and second round, and we were down to sixteen teams. I remember looking at the bracket, and I was I was looking at it, and I was kind of like, "Holy crap!" If they each win two more games, like they'll face each other in the final four. Like that's when I kind of realized it was a uh, a real possibility, and and I remember telling um, telling my wife Alyssa this, you know, like a little over a week ago. I was like, "Yeah, there's a there's a chance they could face each other in the final four. Like that would be the craziest matchup ever." Um, but I was also telling her, I was like, "It's still kind of a low chance because there's basically four things that have to happen." I was like, "Duke has to win Thursday, Carolina has to win Friday, then Duke has to win Saturday, then Carolina has to win Sunday." I was like, "Eh, what are the odds of that happening? Probably pretty low." And then so Thursday night, uh, when Gonzaga lost, that's when I realized the door might have opened up a little bit for Duke since the number one seed in their region went down. And then they that same Thursday night, they had the back-and-forth game with Texas Tech. Duke was able to pull it out. Uh, that's when I realized, I was like, holy crap, Duke's probably going to go to the Final Four because you know they just won and moved on and the one seed wasn't in their way anymore. Uh, I still, did at that point, didn't think Carolina was going to make it because – I knew we had to face a really good UCLA team that I honestly didn't think we would beat. And then if we won that, I was like, well, we'll probably have to face Purdue, who's going to be really tough. Uh, but then Friday night, 
uh, St. Peter's upset Purdue. Uh, big, big shout out to them. They've really been like the story of the tournament. That's they've been on one of the all-time uh, Cinderella runs. Um, but Friday night they beat Purdue, and then Carolina beats UCLA in just a back and forth game where Caleb Love just took over in the second half and put the team on his back. Uh, and so then Friday night was when I realized I was like, this is actually going to happen because. Duke was the favorite in their game Saturday. Carolina was the favorite in their game Sunday. Sure enough, uh, both of them won, and now they're going to be facing each other. And, uh, yeah, I know, Mitchell, you said you didn't expect Duke to make it this far. I definitely did not expect Carolina to make it this far. They've just, you know, most of the season did not look very good, but really this last uh, month or so they've really turned it on and been playing really good. Um, So, yeah, just uh, didn't really have expectations this would happen. Uh, I think you'll probably back me up here, but I don't think either of us wanted this to happen. We were kind of texting about it last week saying, you know, we we didn't want to see a Carolina-Duke Final Four game because of how stressful it's going to be. Um, I don't know if you have anything you want to add to that or if you agree with that. Yeah, I just think the fact that, you know, the Final Four, but also just the fact that it's a rivalry game, rivalry game makes, obviously, increases the significance uh, a lot makes it more stressful, so obviously more stressful, not something I'm really looking forward to, um, but I actually was, I kind of, kind of took me a couple of days, I was, you know, thinking about the game, thinking about the matchup, and obviously we had, right when it happened, we were like, dang, like this, you know, this game is, that we're going to be, you know, on a knife's edge for pretty much the whole week leading up to it, um, and so I guess, it's kind of a two-part question, maybe a loaded question, but I wanted to ask you guys, do you think that this could be the biggest game in college basketball history? And I'm asking because I saw a take on ESPN talking about it, Not and I did or didn't agree with it, but I'm curious what you think. So I, it definitely could be. I think there's a very good chance this is going to be the most watched college basketball game in history because – Usually each year when Carolina and Duke play each other in the regular season, it's the most watched game. So I can only imagine the magnitude now that it's going to be, this game's going to be in the final four. Um, Could it be the biggest game in college basketball history? Maybe. I do think a big part of it is the team that wins this game, do they go on and win the national championship on Monday? I think if the winner of this game wins the national championship, it makes this game even just a tiny bit bigger. So it does maybe depend on that a little bit. Um, also, of course, um, you know, no matter what, if it's Carolina Duke in the Final Four, it's going to be one of the biggest, if not the biggest game ever. But I, I do think you have to acknowledge the fact that, you know, this is the end for Coach K. He's got either one or two more games left. That honestly brings it up just a tiny bit more, too, knowing that you know, could be his last game or it could be his last time going to the national championship. That definitely makes it bigger too. So I, right. I, I, I guess my answer is it very well could be. I think there's a very good chance of that. I don't know. I guess it could be. I think if it's the national championship, it would undoubtedly be. Right. Yeah. You know, the Final Four is still huge, but I don't know. It's hard to say looking all the way back through history. I mean, Heck, we've all only been alive 25 years, but it's definitely going to be a big game. I'm with Carson. It may be one of the most watched games, um, especially the last 15 or 20 years. 
Yeah, I, I definitely agree with the, the whole most watched game thing. Um, I think it's I think it's biggest rivalry game in college basketball history, um, and maybe the biggest rivalry game in all of sports history, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I think I was thinking about it a little harder, and I was like, you know, well, what's more important, winning this game in the national championship? And it's obviously winning the national championship than winning this game. So I like I feel like from an importance perspective. I would have to say no that it's not the most important game just because national championship more important than in a Final Four win against your rival. But I think Carson said something really important that I have to agree with you. He said that it, it you you kind of have to kind of have to win the national championship for the game to be to have that same significance. Because like if, if either team wins this game and then they go and lose the Kansas or Villanova. It's not really that significant. Um, so, kind of something I was thinking about, but I feel like if the winner of this game does go on to win the championship, then it makes this game bigger and more significant. I have one other thought on it. If Roy Williams had stayed one more year, and this was both Williams's and Kay's final year, <laughs> and they met up in the Final Four... <laughs> Then it may be the most important game in college basketball, dude. If, yeah. If if that was the case, if we knew it was Coach K's last year and we knew it was Roy's last year, I think there would literally be like riots in the street in North Carolina after this game. Like, it yeah. it would be insane. I I would be so nervous. Like, I don't even know if I could watch. I mean, I still am like kind of gonna be that way Saturday. But yeah, it would actually be like a whole another level if that was the case too. I didn't even think about that. Um, and, and yeah, I feel like the only, the only way this could get any bigger is if they're playing each other for the national championship, but still, I mean, it's the game before the national championship and the winner of it could go on to win it all. Um, I I do want to say, let's give a big shout out to this podcast because we do know one thing, no matter what happens Saturday night, we will have one of our teams playing for a national title on Monday. So got to say that's pretty cool. I do want to ask Cody something too. As as a state fan, what what are your thoughts and what do you think are the thoughts of state fans this week? Like, are you are you looking forward to the game? Do you not care about the game? Are you like are, is, are you annoyed by this? I, I was I'm curious on your thoughts on it. Just kind of being a third party on this. I mean, I don't really care. I think it's exciting for college basketball and college basketball fans. But as far as being a state fan. Eh, I don't care. It's kind of exciting, but, you know, I'm rooting for both of them to lose. Um, One thing I have noticed, which I'd be curious if you guys kind of echo this, leading up to this game, it seemed like a lot more Carolina fans, like, didn't want this game to happen. Like, they, they didn't want to, like, have a Carolina Duke Final Four than Duke fans. Like, Duke fans seemed more, like, excited and, like, anticipatory about it than Carolina fans, which I thought was interesting. So, so yeah, I can speak to that, and then, Mitchell, you can say what you want about it. Um, I, I would, for the most part, agree with that, Cody. I think, you know, neither fan base really, really wanted it, but I would say, yeah, Carolina fans, we may have wanted it a little bit less 
And that's because um, of what happened a few weeks ago, I think, is the main reason. I mean, we went into Cameron Indoor, and we were able to win that game in Coach K's last home game. And, like, I, I think us Carolina fans, we kind of thought, okay, cool, that's the last time we'll face Coach K. We went out right. So it's, it's kind of something where this is – obviously a chance that Duke can get us back for what happened there. Um, you know, it's also a chance where we can, you know, make it even worse for them, but it is something where we won the last one. We kind of felt like maybe we had the last laugh, but now we're going to have to do this over again. So, and and I think Duke and Duke fans are kind of like, all right, we've been waiting a few weeks for this. Like we want to, you know, prove ourselves and kind of get revenge. So I, I think there is something to that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I think I kind of agree. Um, I never really thought about it that way because I'm on the other side of the fence. But another thing to consider is also like it's always harder to beat a team again. And although Duke did beat UNC in the earlier in the season, like that both teams are so much different now, it almost kind of I want to say like vacates the win, but it almost is not going to be. There's very little that, that happened in that game that's kind of going to kind of be, show a pattern in this this third game. So I could see how being a Carolina fan, it would you would maybe feel a little, you know, a little more on edge knowing that hey, we just beat them, so it's going to be harder to beat them again because they know how we beat them. But also, you know, it's kind of Duke fans are going to be, or not Duke fans, but I guess the team in general is going to have a chip on their shoulder, and it may be a little harder to be to win again. I, I can see that. Yeah, I, I think you make a good point. Um, I, I told someone the other day, I, I think Duke's going to be kind of out for blood this game because of you know what happened a few weeks ago. Um, and, and one other thing, one, one, I guess, I don't know if this would be a metaphor, an analogy, I get those mixed up, but um, one thing I thought of, and I, I, do, I don't watch Star Wars. That may shock some people. I've never really watched it. I don't know much about Star Wars. I think you guys know a lot more about it than I do, but... It almost feels like, in a way, um, when Carolina beat Duke and Durham, it was kind of like we blew up the Death Star kind of thing, and it was, you know, we're celebrating and everything. We we destroyed uh, the evil, but then when it happened, it's kind of like the Death Star has kind of like regenerated and gotten twice as powerful, and now we're about to have to take on the Death Star again. I don't know if that makes any sense because I don't know Star Wars, but that's kind of uh, what I heard from somebody. I think I think that's a good analogy. I think another thing to note, like, and maybe adds to that analogy a little bit, is that Duke is definitely noticeably better team now than they were. Um, yeah. At the end of the season, I, I know that a big part of it is because of Jeremy Ro- Jeremy Roach and his penetration, um, and Duke's kind of put up defense a little bit. But I definitely see how it can seem more powerful now because. I almost kind of feel like this Duke team is playing more like the team at the beginning of the season, like before everyone got COVID and they were playing more together and they had consistent like practice time, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think it's kind of funny looking back at that game in Cameron just a few weeks ago. Um, I, I think that's what kind of gave Carolina the confidence to go on this run. And at the same time, I also think that's kind of what woke Duke up and kind of a switch flip with them too. So, um, in, in a way, I think both teams are a lot better than they were during that game just a few weeks ago. 
But yeah, uh, Cody, do you, do you have anything else you want to ask me and Mitchell about it? I have a couple more things I wanted to touch on before we go, but I wanted to see if you had anything you wanted to ask. No, I'm good. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're so we're recording this on Tuesday night. The game is Saturday. Mitchell, I don't know about you, but this week so far has been agony, and I'm sure the next few days are going to suck too because it's like part of me is just ready to get get to Saturday and watch the game. Another part of me is like dreading Saturday getting here. Um, I don't know if you agree. It's it kind of feels like a weird week so far where it's kind of dragging by for me at least. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of anticipation. Um, you know, a lot of and I listen to a lot of um, like not a lot. I listen to stuff like Duke podcasts, and I follow a lot of um, like people on Twitter, like college basketball guys, and um, you know, just hearing like all, all the banter and seeing all the stats and. You know, hearing all, reading all the stuff leading up to the game. I mean, um, obviously, like a, any Final Four game that team is in, they'll feel that way. But this year, even more so. And I think that the whole, you know, Coach K's last year can't be said enough. Um, so, but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely, agonizing having it all. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, just a couple more things I wanted to kind of give some thoughts on and ask you uh number one is how nervous do you think you're going to be saturday is this going to be like the most nervous you've ever been watching a game or not quite or what do you think it's going to be like (laughs) i think that it will probably i'll probably be as nervous as all the other duke national championship games that i've watched Mm -hmm. and that being about as as nervous as it can get I don't think I'll be more nervous than um, Duke's last national championship game in 2015, but I'll definitely be as nervous. Um, I guess one thing for me is like it also kind of depends on the NBA, like the environment that I'm in. Um, and this Saturday, I'm not actually exactly sure where I'm going to be watching the game. Um, I kind of prefer to watch the game by myself, um, or maybe just with my dad. That's probably not going to be the case. And I don't know, that, that make, made it more nervous. I don't know, because watching the game with rock fans, that didn't exactly help. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think for me, I never thought I would be as nervous for a game as I was for the 2016 and 2017 national championship games that Carolina played in. Both of those, I, I actually was watching in the Dean Smith Center with thousands of Carolina fans and Obviously, 2016, they lost on a buzzer beater. 2017, they came back the next year and won the national championship. Um, if I'm being honest, my as much as I care about Carolina basketball, it's not quite as it was to that level five, six years ago. I feel like it's dropped off just a little bit. But even with that being said, I honestly think Saturday night I might be more nervous than I've ever been to watch a game. I think it's at least going to be on that level of the 2016 and 2017 championship games. It may be even more. It'll also depend on how the game goes. Like if it's close throughout, there's a better chance that I'll be nervous the entire time, you know, more nervous than usual. Um, But that's kind of my thoughts on it. I never thought I would be as nervous as I was for – that 2017 title game, you know, that was the last one I thought I'd be really, really nervous for. But I, uh, I didn't even think about the fact of Carolina and Duke meeting in the Final Four someday. That is one thing that I guess could make me that nervous again. You know, the the universe has 
made us avoid this game for so many years, but it looks like it's finally upon us. Um, I, I do want to ask one more thing, Mitchell, and I, I think this is the last thing I really want to ask is, uh, is kind of, you know, what are your, what, what do you, how do you think you're going to react if Duke loses this game? How do you think you're going to react if they win? And, and I'll actually go first um, for, for how I'll, I would react if Carolina wins or loses. Um, if they, if Carolina loses this game, no joke, I'm deleting social media. I'm deleting Twitter. I'm deleting Instagram. It, at least for a few days, I'm taking a break from social media. I'm not going on there. I'll probably take a break from watching sports for a little while, too, altogether. Like that, That's how, how big this would be. Um, if Carolina wins, I'll probably run around my house yelling and screaming in excitement. Um, so yeah, that, that's, those are the two reactions. One or the other, it's going to happen for me. Um, I don't know if you have anything similar or different from that. Yeah. In fact, if, if I was about to say the same thing or almost the same thing, I would definitely, I already had kind of thought about this before. And, um, for the listeners at home, I didn't know that Carson was going to ask the question, but, um, I would probably do the exact same thing and probably not in the social media platform or at least a couple days until, mm-hmm. honestly, probably until after the national championship, if I had to guess, probably. Um, um, that would probably make it less bad. Um, and honestly, if they if they win, really, if they win, there's only going to be one thing on my mind. I got to finish the show. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it's a big win, and we're celebrating a win. I hate to celebrate it in a position like this, but position like this, but the job's not done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it will definitely impact me probably more lost than a win um, because it's hard not to look forward to the next game. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to to not, you know, have that in the back of your mind. They got to finish this book, you know. I mean, we're thinking that then. It'll be like going crazy. Or, um, but, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on it. I just... You guys, one one thing. I guess, what do y'all think the key to the game are? And um, I kind of, I know I know a lot more about Duke. So I can say the key to the game to Duke, but what do you guys think the keys of the game are for UNC to win the game? So I, I just, I have two quick ones. I think one is Baycott has to stay out of foul trouble for Carolina. Um, we saw what happened when he got in foul trouble quick in the first matchup between these two. Uh, we we just we have to have him out there to protect the rim, get rebounds, score some points. So he's got to stay out of foul trouble. And then I think number two is we have to find a way to slow down Paolo Bencaro. Um I know a guy as talented as him, you're not going to be able to stop him, but we need to be able to slow him down to where he can't just do whatever he wants to do. I think those are the two most important things. Yeah, I think I was actually I was listening to a podcast earlier today that was kind of. I don't, I don't know a ton about UNC. I mean, I've watched them play, but I know the ins and outs of their team, obviously, like you do. And one thing that, that was said was was pretty much exactly that. Um, got to stop Paolo. Got to um, got, really got really to stay out of foul trouble in general. And I guess the reason why they, they said that is because Duke kind of has, like, they kind of got, like, about seven starters, and then nobody else really plays. UNC has got five, like, saw, like, their five guys and four are their best five guys. And they're, 
their subs that they sub in for the guys are more like more like so they can the starters can get like a breath like a rest. And yeah. I feel like if UNC starters are getting in foul trouble early, then they're going to probably give up a lot of scoring power. Um, whereas, like, let's say Mark Williams was in foul trouble, Theo John can still score in the paint. Obviously, he's not as good. He can score in the paint. Feels probably about as good as the other guards on the team. So I feel like foul trouble could be more effective. Um, yeah, definitely. Baycott would have to control control the middle, stay in the game, get the rebounds. Um, I think for Duke, the thing that I noticed a lot in the and it's going it to really interesting to see how, how Duke plays in this game because they play the teams that they played to get here. Texas Tech is the number one defense in college basketball. In Arkansas, I think I saw they were like number three or number four defensive team. Um, but something Duke's got to do really well is they have to defend UNC's ball screens. UNC killed Duke on ball screens in the last game, getting into the paint pretty much at will. You know, I mean, they were hitting some three, but they were just literally eating Duke up in the paint. Um, so I think Duke's key to the game is going to be defending the ball screens. Um, and who knows, they may switch zone um, like they've done a couple times down the stretch in the last two games, but that's really important. Defending the ball screen, getting out on shooters, so I guess mostly more defensive stuff, but then Jeremy Roach is going to have to penetrate. Um, he's been doing it the last few games. There's been times where he looked pretty. He's been, you know, he's looked amazing at times. Um, I think those are the things that do well. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, anyways, everyone may have seen on social media this podcast. Almost came to an end because of this game, but we were able to work something out. Me and Mitchell uh, we worked out an agreement. We were only going to talk to each other about this game on the podcast from here on out. Um, so big game Saturday night. Uh, the next episode we have is going to be after that, after the national championship, you know, basically after the season is done at some point. So you guys are definitely going to want to tune into that one. That's going to be an all-timer. Uh, but, yeah, hope everyone uh, – enjoys the game I, don't, I only say this uh, i'm mostly joking when i'm about to say this but i'm a tad bit serious uh if you're a carolina fan or a duke fan or you live with a carolina fan or duke fan you might want to have your doctor on speed dial on saturday because uh, stress levels are going to be through the roof uh, in just about every home in north carolina but yeah we'll uh we'll talk to you guys again once the season's over